It's time for America's most unique motorsports show, Mostly Motorsports with Scott Trailer, brought to you by Lucas Oil Products. It works. Good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to Mostly Motorsports. I'm Scott Trailer, along with producer Todd Surprise, Kirk Elliott sitting in with us as he does each and every day um, here in the last stretch. This is the last stretch, Kirk. We're stretching out. This is this is it. The last couple days of the daily show. What do you think about that? And then we're going to take a couple of weeks off and come back on January 9th, right? Kirk, January seventh for the Saturday show. Kirk, again. W- roll with me a little bit here, would you? Just, I am uh, rolling just with you. Roll with me just a little bit, and it's the final couple days of the Daily Show. I'm rolling with you about it. Yes, right. It is. He went right into he went right into dates and times and, and, and everything. Well, I'm talking he's, about what you're talking about, right? And you're right. It is coming right back, but we will have some time off. You're right, Scott. Uh, a couple weeks, Todd. What do you yes, think sir. about that? That that's not going to be a bad deal. I'm, I'm kind of looking forward to uh, it. To think, be honest with you, I think the whole racing boys in general have been looking forward to this for maybe about 15 years now, man. You know? Right? <laughs> we we get time have off. Have we ever taken two weeks off? Nah, not since I've been with you. <laughs> have we ever done that, Kurt? No. No. We had a weekend off one time when we had a, a mailed-in show, but we've never had a two weeks off where we did stuff during the week. I mean, we've always done stuff during the week, even when we had back in the old days we had TV shows still to put out. So. And the Saturday show, we the yeah, only time never. we ever took off was when Christmas and New Year's fell on a Saturday or on a oh, Saturday. That's right, one which time. happened last year. Right. And uh, even last year, we had still had a show on New Year's Day. We didn't have a show on Christmas. That's right. Day, but well, uh, this time we're taking both. Christmas Day and New Year's. Uh, let me just say. Eve Christmas Eve and New Year's Eve off. Tammy just chimed in. She said, no fighting, boys. It's the holiday season. You all need a vacation. Yeah. We do. We do. <laughs> <laughs> need a vacation for sure. You know, we'll see what the. Tammy, uh, we, 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 I can't thank you enough for being a, a, a daily person that watches this show every day. I, I, I just can't thank Tammy enough she is uh she is definitely one of our loyal people and we can't thank her enough for doing that as well now the the next couple of days are going to be interesting because of mother nature and what she is dealing to most of the country including here in kansas city they're calling for some snow and blizzard conditions hold on now they're not just talking about snow here what are they saying first of all the whole world i think (laughs) You know, my cousin David lives down in in Florida. Yeah, and I was just reading on Facebook, and they're saying that it's going to be thirty one <laughs> degrees in Fort Myers Beach, Florida. That's in Fort Myers, and you know what happens? Fort Myers Beach. Wow. You know what happens down there when it gets real cold? They freak out. They do. But you you know what the weirdest phenomenon down there is? Is the iguanas fall out of the trees? They get so cold they fall out they of the fall trees. Out. They go into a hibernative state. And they fall, and they'll be all over the place. I've seen a video of just life. laying around, the like, craziest, like thing. locked up. It's the nuttiest thing uh, you've ever seen. Like, pull up a video. Can guys. you uh, hold on? Can you pull up? I'll some try video to pull then? a video. It's the <laughs> nuttiest thing. So I had no idea, but it makes sense because they're a cold. You know, they're a cold-blooded animal. They don't. They can't handle. Yeah. Cold. When you buy a lizard, you have to buy a heated rock. Oh, you do. When you have a pet lizard, because they have to have hot 
to, to keep themselves warm. They have no way to keep themselves warm on the inside. So right. apparently these lizards just fall out of the trees down there. So, yeah, Florida and Texas I saw as well going to be below zero. So Maybe you can find freezing. some video of that, I'm going to pull up right now. So we'll, we'll see if you can find a little bit of video of that, Kirk. Uh, so um, we, uh, we, we had a day yesterday, didn't we, Kirk? Yeah, it's all good, you know, water under the bridge. It was all good. Yeah, Yeah, not a problem at all with me in the least bit, but it was good. You you didn't screw up. I did. Kirk, it it doesn't matter who screwed up, to be honest with (laughs) you. I'm glad Todd's back in the saddle again today. Uh, Let me just say... it's a blessing to have Todd yeah, um, doing doing the show. And, and, you know, Austin did a great job when he was here. But here's the thing. The one thing that I can do with Todd that I can't do with everybody, and Todd and I have been around each other for 11 years, we can talk about anything. And that's the thing that I enjoy probably more than anything is being able to talk about all subjects on television, music, just whatever it is. And, and we've been doing this a long time. It really we? comes uh, in handy this time of the year. Because we Especially when we don't have anything on. to do, because it, 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 if we had to sit here and just grind it out on racing, it's a tough, it's a tough grind. That's a tough, well, we, tough deal. We, we could do that. There's well, plenty of it. racing topics to we, talk about. Oh, used to, yeah, we, we could do it. Racing that. is still a year-round sport. We used right. to make that PRI thing last about a whole month, if you remember. We used to get interviews and stuff from that PRI and make that last a... So here's some photos from the... Oh, the here we go. falling out that, of the... Is that after they lock up? Yeah, see this? Holy... It's so, so this is from the cold weather. And it don't take a lot of cold. See the temperature? Down? <laughs> <laughs> That's too funny. Look at this. They just lock up, don't they? They go into a hibernative state and, and fall out of these trees on people. It doesn't kill them, though. No, look at them. See, they're still moving. They're just... Yeah, but it looks like it's suffering. No, it, what happens is they're not even awake. They don't even know what's going on. But see, the thing is down there, it don't take... <laughs> it don't take much for him, you know. Once you gets in the forties down there, that kind of. But yeah, like I said, uh, being, you're, t- you're talking thirty degrees at Fort Myers. That's yep. south. That's on the. That's like the southwest. That's what coast I'm, of Florida. That's what I'm saying. This is what this. So it says iguanas stiffen up as cold weather sweeps across <laughs> South Florida. So right. Let me tell you guys, if you're in South Florida, keep it, keep your head on a swivel. This thing because you might have a lizard drop on right. you. <laughs> this storm's going to affect the whole country. It sounds like um, it is. Uh, so I'm pulling it, it up really, next. really is. I'm pulling up the weather the map. Country. Is what we're going to pull up next, and and it is amazing what you actually see. So I heard the term bomb cyclone. That's used. right. I, it's right here. We're looking at what? The, what is that? Right there, it is bomb cyclone. You see it in the bottom. Winter storm Elliot could become bomb Oh, how cycle. appropriate is that? Yeah, Where's Kirk Elliott. Elliot. It's all your fault, Kirk. <laughs> and of it's, course. And it's Winter spelled, Storm uh, Elliott. <laughs> and it's spelled exactly the same, too. It's Elliott. Oh, my God. Correct? Bomb Cyclone. But do you see this? Oh, hold on, Kirk. And, and it's got your cyclones in there, too. Oh, man. It's got it's, Elliott and the word cyclone in there. The, the, uh, winter, oh, winter Storm Elliott could become Bomb Cyclone. And the state of Iowa is right in the bullseye of this yeah. thing, along no, with Missouri. It. and Your uh, Cyclones have been it. bombed a, a little bit this year, haven't they, Kurt? 
Uh, the football team, yeah, didn't uh, didn't fare too well. <laughs> uh, Hopefully, so basketball will be a lot better. Um, what a way to go to uh, the hospital following iguanas. That's right. Uh, laughing yeah. my ass off. That's what uh, Rick says. <laughs> um, De- Frog said uh, he goes. Wonder if lizards taste good. Hey, let me and Steve you. says they taste like chicken. I was going to say, they <laughs> really? do taste like chicken. And, do they? And I don't, Have you ever ate one? No, no, but I follow I follow a girl uh, that's a fisherman, a pro fisherman down in Florida. Yeah. And she bow shoots iguanas. That's what they. That's a, That's an actual sport down there. You're kidding me. No, they really. shoot, look. There's, they're overpopulation down there. They're just like, it's. It's like squirrels to us, up and they're here. giant too. Some of them are really big, big, aren't they? And so what yeah. happens is, um, <laughs> yeah, no, they, they, uh, they, you can eat them, you can hunt them, everything down there. Uh, um, Pete brings it up, and, and we were going to bring it up as well, Pete. Um, Franco Harris, he passed away at the age of seventy-two. Man, legendary Pittsburgh Steelers running back who the was catch. part of the immaculate reception. Right, and they, they were going to celebrate that in a couple of days, were they not? The yes, sir. Raiders were. and the right. Steelers were playing, and right. two days prior to that, Franco Harris dies. Yeah, I wonder. Unexpected, I assume. Yeah, and I, and you know, you almost wonder maybe he got a little excited. Maybe his heart. I, we don't know the insights, but he was supposed to be part of this. Uh, wow, this presentation. We actually they actually teased it last week's show. You know, because this week they're playing the Raiders, which is the same thing. It's the anniversary. Right. And at the time when you know what I love more than anything, Todd. I know you do. I love when the Raiders suck. And and here's the thing: when they made this schedule, (laughs) except they won on Sunday. Yeah, they they did. did. They 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 won. (laughs) They 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 got it. But what is their record? I think it's like five and something. Right. Here's the the video. I always they always show the Chiefs getting ran over by Franco. You know, he's a. He used to run us over pretty well back in the 70s. Oh, back in the day, man. He Early was a 80s, stud, man. He was just a beast. And, you know, I had no idea that was his rookie year that he made that immaculate reception was in his rookie year. Who was your favorite running back of all time? Well, when I was growing up. Walter Payton. Walter Payton was the guy you all knew about, right? But I was a little younger than you guys. Yeah. So my guy, the first guy I remember on TV, people talking about was Earl Campbell, right? With those giant legs. He had those giant legs. But the first guy that I was in awe of that wasn't a Chiefs guy was was Barry Sanders. When when Barry Sanders right. I was in I knew what football was about. He was already. remarkable. Just a different level Greatest kind of. greatest running back I've ever seen in person. Yeah. Barry and Sanders. I was lucky to see him I've, in live. I've watched him at, at Oklahoma at, when right? he played Iowa State one year. Yes, sir. And the guy put on as great an individual performance as I've ever seen in Just person. Amazing well, uh, running back. I have two favorite running backs in, in, in my lifetime jamal charles and priest holmes yeah those are my yep. those are mine from the from the later from, years from the chiefs yeah uh, and, and i'm a homer yeah so the but listen priest holmes and jamal charles were two of the greatest backs ever i think jamal charles averaged almost six yards a carry and and not many running backs do that well, not those yeah, he was a good one. Yeah, like like I said, when, I mean, as far as Chiefs running backs, I was obviously I was a growing up as a the the Nigerian nightmare. Christian Okoye was like when I was in grade school, he was he the, was a monster. He was the guy, and the cool thing about it was the kid, the guy never played 
you know, he didn't know how to play football. They kind of taught him. He was a he was a soccer right. rugby type guy, but holy crap, when he came in the league, people talked about domination. That guy just ran dudes over, and that took right. a long time for people to figure out how to tackle that kind of guy. You Scotty know? Cook says Barry Sanders as Barry well. Barry Sanders was 100%, was in, he yeah. said. Franco Harris won the Super Bowl MVP yeah. one year that the Steelers That's won. Right. And you know, about Larry Zonka. So those years. He played for the Dolphins. Yeah. Right. We so, know that, Kurt. Um, Lynn Swan was my favorite <laughs> wide receiver back in the day. Most people know that he played for the Dolphins. Yeah. Well, we were changing teams as well. But um, did, did, Larry Zonka never played for anybody else, though, did he? I don't, he? Think, I don't, so. I don't so. think he did. He won the Super Bowl MVP the right. second year of the Dolphins. That's won. right. Mm. But Lynn Swan was probably my first person that I remember watching on TV going, oh, I didn't know you could catch balls like Lynn Swan used to seem like he, the receiver for Pittsburgh. He used to – Terry Bradshaw just throw that ball up there. And he would, right. Was it him and um, – I can't remember who the other wide receiver you know, was. Uh, the one John thing, Stallworth. John Stallworth, that's you it. You know, the one thing about um, uh, Walter Payton, he never ran out of bounds. Nope. He would, he would punish the person that was trying to tackle him. Yeah. Just keep running. He would not <laughs> run out of bounds. He would and, – and that's probably was – Probably a little bit of his downfall on his health. Well, I'm sure it was. I'm sure it was. Right. And people know, like Barry. I mean, the reason why Emmett Smith was so well because he had a great line. But if Barry Sanders would had the line that Emmett Smith had, right? Could you imagine the kind of yards that Emmett Smith would? I mean, Barry right. Sanders would have put up. I mean, it's just a. And Barry quit early too. So right, no doubt. Um, Ethan, he says, "Man, I hate winter." I'm sure they do. You know, we all do. We, we all hate it. We do. Yeah, we're waiting for. Hey, there'll be some races down in Australia and New Zealand. We'll get to talk about here yeah, pretty we'll, quick. I don't know how many people are actually going over there this got year. Got the shootout coming up. Yep. Carson Macedo's over there, right? Yeah, right. But in the old days, we could always count on. I mean, even even um, what's her name? The, the girl run on the U.S. the ASCS tour. Um, Harley White. White. She would be down there. You'd see. Um, Kyle Larson, he would be flowing in down there. You know, I mean, you'd see some guys show right. up down there and win. And Tucker, Tucker, Klasmeyer, hell, that's kind of where he jump-started his his whole run for a while. Was mm-hmm. remember well, he pandemic won- kind of put a stop to that for a little while. It did. That's what I'm wondering is how much and and the cost to ship your car your stuff down there now is probably a little bit more pricey than it used to be. Oh man. You know it is. To ship something across the, the, the water like that? Uh, uh, ship a container of, of race cars race over cars. there or whatever? I can't imagine. And I, and I don't know how timely they can get it over there. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I don't know what the – we all know that there's containers stacked up all over the place. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I don't know how much racing is going to be going Maybe on our on friend there. Ben could give us a little insight. Yeah, yeah, uh, most definitely. Our, our buddy Ben that lives in Australia that listens to the show – uh, maybe he could give us a little insight on what it costs to ship a container of race car parts over there. Well, they definitely got racing going on down there right now. I was going to say, uh, I thought we, I saw somebody post something this morning on. What do you got? What do you got? You got some news from down there, Kurt? I, I, other than uh, we saw the Carson Macedo's car got really tore up. That was yeah. that thing was destroyed. I don't know I, where that that might, you, you might find that on my Facebook page. Okay. Uh, no, not my Facebook page, but my Twitter account. Okay. Um, he tore the shit out of that car, didn't he? Yeah, I guess he's okay, right? Yeah, he was standing next to it. Yeah. It wadded it up, that's for sure. Yeah. Um, the perfect backfield in of 1972 
was Jim Kinnick, Larry Zonka, and Mercury Morris. For the Merc- Miami Dolphins. Do you remember Mercury Morris? Yeah, I do. Oh, yeah. That, the Dolphins went undefeated. He was a hell of a receiver, wasn't yeah. he? Didn't the Dolphins go undefeated like in 72, 3? What year did they go undefeated? What was that? 72, I believe it was. Let me and, ask. Uh, yeah, the what Jim year was Kick the Dolphins and Larry undefeated season? Were the uh, and Bob Greasy was the quarterback. Seventy two, Kirk. Right, Bob Greasy was the quarterback. I, I uh, we should never question Kirk. It was nineteen seventy two. Yeah, I remember that. Kirk knows the date. I was kind of a Dolphins fan back then. Because what? They, because they won. Why were you a Dolphins fan? I don't know. I was not a diehard Kansas City Chiefs fan back in the day. But in 72, how old were you, though? You couldn't have been very 16. Yeah, so you, you were just a kid. It yeah. wasn't like you were. He didn't know any better. It wasn't like you were placing bets and following stuff. And, I right. didn't really have a uh, one NFL team I rooted for. Man, you know, that is kind of sad, though, that Franco passed away. And, and they've been blowing this thing up about the His immaculate catch, yeah. right? It was, it was, it was, they were doing a big thing yeah. this whole weekend, and – you know, that was kind of how the same thing is with John Madden, remember? He passed away a couple of days before they were having a big deal for him, too, when they yeah. had that. They got to t- talk to him on that weekend. But, uh, yeah, I just wonder, you know, sometimes these guys, their hearts may not be able to handle all that extra excitement when you get it. Paul chimed in. He said, my favorite team as a kid, Bob Greasy. There you go. Mm-hmm. He was part of the Dolphins. Bob Greasy was a pretty damn good quarterback, wasn't yep. he? Yep. And had, had – Pretty good life afterwards. Had a lot of broadcast career there for a while. I think he might have probably even made some hay, kind of like Lynn Dawson did there for a while and did the double duty there. That Don Shula, he Can was we, a hell of a coach. Is there a video, maybe go to YouTube, Todd, and try to find the Carson Macedo wreck. I haven't seen it. Have you? Did you see I'm the not wreck? Say, I've just seen the photo of the car wadded up. That's all yeah. I saw. Yeah. I'm not sure if there was any video. There may be video up there. I didn't see it. Where is it down under? Is that where? It's yeah, at? it was in Australia. Carson yeah. with we go. one of the. We'll something. see. It. We'll see it here. All right. I'm not sure. If this, I'm just, just is. If uh, that's the water. Oh, here not. we go. Let's take a look at it. Is that it? I think so. Oh, 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 man, that was nasty. I'm not sure exactly what racetrack that was was at. Let me pull this back up and see. Wow, that was that was a, a, a premier a, speedway. Yep. So December twentieth. Uh, so yeah, that was just the just yesterday. This was just posted yesterday. So yeah. Right. Hey, uh, uh Kirk. Um, it, it's been announced that Ryan Timms is going to be driving for KKM. He's going to be in the sixty-seven car full time for the uh, USAC National. Are you a little tour. surprised by that? Well. We knew that Buddy Kofoid was not going to run full-time in the midgets next year. He's, you know, he's a young driver. He's expanding his horizons and driving some other things next year. We knew that going in. So uh, Keith Coons has put Ryan Timms behind the wheel of that 67 car, beginning with the Chili Bowl. Now, Buddy is still going to race the Chili Bowl, but he's going to be in the number 71 car, not the 67. I thought it was the 24 car. Uh, Rico's driving the 24. Oh, Rico's driving the 24. Rico will be in the 24 car. Mm. So, uh, Ryan Timms, a full season in the uh, NOS Energy Drink National Midget Tour for USAC in 2023. 
That means that he's not going to be running as much sprint cars as he was last year if you run the full midget tour. But he'll still run a lot of other stuff in 2023. Maybe not as much sprint cars as he had in the past uh, with uh, now being in the midget car full time. That's going to be interesting to see how Ryan does. We all know how great of a car that is. You know, but, but can he uh, duplicate what Buddy Kofoy did and win a championship? But, uh, I, I'm a little thrown back by that because, uh, as Tammy mentioned, I I thought that he was going to run four tens, full time next year. I mean, he'll still be in a four ten spring. He'll still be at plenty of oh, yeah. car races, uh, but uh, maybe not as much as we thought. Right. With the uh, full time midget ride. Right. 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 All right, well, Todd, we probably ought to take a break here and we'll get Steve Post on the on the line. Uh, Steve is going to join us. He is a regular guest here on Wednesdays, each and every Wednesday here on Mostly Motorsports. And, again, it's all brought to you by Lucas Oil Products. Um, we want to thank them for being a great sponsor of ours for 12 years. They're, they're no longer going to be the sponsor of the show, and we are uh, – we are looking for other people to get involved in the show. So if your company would like to be involved in Mostly Motorsports, we'd love to have you on board. Um, all you need to do is send us an email at racingboys at racingboys.com. That goes to Kirk and I both. And uh, we would love to have um, a few companies come on board and help us out with the show um, in the near future. If you would love to do that, we would love to have you on board. So. All right, we're going to take a break. When we come back, Steve Post is going to join us here on Mostly Motorsports. It's all brought to you by Lucas Oil Products. It works. We'll be right back. You're listening to Mostly Motorsports with Scott Trailer. There is less than one hundredth of an inch of motor oil protecting your car's engine. Friction and heat causes engine oil to experience thermal breakdown, weakening its ability to protect the engine and its parts. Lucas Heavy Duty Oil Stabilizer is specially formulated to resist thermal breakdown, protect vital engine parts, and extend the life of your engine. It also stops smoking, knocking, and oil consumption in worn engines. Lucas Heavy Duty Oil Stabilizer. Keep that engine alive. Go harder, faster, stronger with Rod and Supply. Whether you are running industrial, farming equipment, or a race car, Rod and Supply has the assortment of rod ends, radius rods, and specialty products that will help you lead the field in performance. Our superior design means our rod ends last longer and perform better, giving you the edge on the track and saving you money. Contact Rod and Supply or order online today at rodandsupply.com. We don't just sell them, we race them. Rodandsupply.com. Serving the... racing community for over 30 years next to your vehicle's engine your transmission is the most important component of your car if it's not properly maintained your car may not shift properly by adding lucas transmission fix to your transmission it cleans and lubricates sticking valves for proper shifting renews worn bands to stop slipping stop seal leaks will not void new car warranties contains no harmful solvents Lucas Transmission Fix. It works. 
here at Specialty Sportswear in-house. We do all of the screen printing, all the embroidery. We do some vinyl. The other ad specialty items like your pens, magnets, notepads, calendars. You can actually buy that, build your business to make it larger. We have the largest screen printing process and the largest embroidery anywhere around in the area. We can do stuff all the way from your school clubs to sports teams, a professional look in the office. If you can imagine it, we can do it for you. Missouri's must play getaway. Osage National Golf Resort. Three nine hole courses to choose from at the Lake of the Ozarks in the Osage River Valley. Stay and play packages in our first class condos. A beautiful clubhouse complete with pro shop and exercise facilities. A large pool for relaxation and families. The Eagle View Sports Bar and Grill. Great wedding facilities. Go online and make your tea time today. One of the main reasons for poor vehicle performance is a dirty fuel system. It can cause decreased fuel economy and actually do harm to your engine over time. By adding Lucas Fuel Treatment to your vehicle, it cleans and lubricates the entire fuel system. Pump, carburetors, fuel injectors, and valves as you drive. It also improves your vehicle's performance. It's a non-solvent product designed to protect both gasoline and diesel engines. Lucas Fuel Treatment. It works. Race fans, the National Sprint Car Hall of Fame and Museum is open seven days a week, year-round, for you to come in and check out all of the wonderful race cars on display in the museum. And our online store at SprintCarStuff.com is open 24 hours a day for you to check out everything that we have in stock for Sprint Car fans. Whether it's for a birthday, anniversary, or Christmas, SprintCarStuff.com has it all. That's at the National Sprint Car Hall of Fame and Museum in Knoxville. At Lucas Oil, we take pride in creating problem-solving products to make your car care easier. We protect your vehicle and make it run longer so you can focus on the things that matter most. Whether it's commuting to work, visiting a loved one, taking the kids where they need to go, going to the big game, or anywhere life takes you, Lucas Oil is committed to getting you there for all of life's important moments. Lucas Oil, it works. You're listening to Mostly Motorsports with Scott Trailer. Welcome back to Mostly Motorsports. We're in the final two days of our daily show here on Mostly Motorsports. And uh, joining us as he does each and every Wednesday is the postman, Steve Post. Steve, how you doing? I'm doing good. What's going on, Scott? Everything well? Everything's going well. It's just cold here, bud. How about you? Yeah, we're we're probably not where you're at, but we're looking at a cold uh, cold weekend here, and uh, yeah, it's just you know, Scott, it's crazy. It's like eerily quiet. Yeah, where everything. You know, I mean, yeah. and I, I don't think that's a bad thing. Um, I, I was looking at a Facebook memory popped up from a friend of mine last week, one year ago, yesterday. They were testing the next gen car here. I'm at Charlotte Motor Speedway actually just for oh. lunch in here. And one year ago today, they were testing the next-gen car, and it was like, and, 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 you know, they tested it, and then we all learned how terrible it was and how it was going to fail, and everyone had their hand-wringing and yada, yada, yada. Right. And I'm just like, yeah, I'm just like, a year later, there is nothing happening. I saw two pictures, one from Gibbs Racing and one from, one from College Racing, of race shops where they've just redone the floors, 
because the shops are empty. So right. uh, crazy, crazy quiet. Yeah. Hey, uh, it, were you a little set back on the news that uh, Ryan Timms is going to drive full-time for KKM in the Midget Series this year? I Yeah, I thought it'll be interesting to see what else he does because I kind of had him – I kind of had him full-size sprint car racing. Yeah, me you know? too. Yeah. Yeah, I, I kind of had him full-size sprint car racing. And so now it'll be interesting to see. I mean, we've seen, you know, Buddy Kofoid's been over there. and Buddy's ran a lot of lot of 410 races in between the midget stuff. Um, and, and, you know, but that, that, that Keith Coons pipeline, Toyota connection, you know, it, it seems like to me with Ryan Timms, I, I, I don't mean – it's not – It's. I, I don't I, – I thought it was going to be a little bit more sprint cars than that. I don't mean this. It's not like a step backward because right. you're never going to step backward going to Keith Goons. It's a different step than I thought he would take. But I'm curious as to uh, the level of Toyota involvement potentially and, right. and what that means as well because, you know, we know Toyota's tied in over there with Keith. And, right. and Keith has developed so many great people. It just it, – it surprised me when I saw that, though, because I kind of had him – I kind of had him going more sprint car racing uh, with some too. midgets sprinkled in uh, versus midget racing with some probably sprint cars sprinkled in. Do you think this is a path down the road for him to get into NASCAR, and that's the reason that he's involved with KKM and the Toyota program? Do you think that this is a path that they're wanting to get Ryan Timms into a stock car eventually? I would guess so. I mean, yeah. I haven't talked to Ryan. Haven't I mean? I've talked to Ryan on the show, and I've talked to Randy. But you know, it's never been that far down the road. I mean, he's just a kid, mm-hmm. and so you know, you ask him what he's got going on in the future, and he's worried about the next video game that he's playing tomorrow afternoon. <laughs> right? You know, and I don't, that, that's not that's just that's a kid. That's not a that's yeah. not an insult or anything. That's just him being a kid. And so I'm, I'm just, I, I would be curious that I, and I look forward to somewhere along the way, catching up with him or catching up with Randy and, and seeing if that is the game plan going forward, because I think that, I, I think that that is a wonderful, wonderful game plan to get to NASCAR um, with the Toyota connection, the Toyota development program. Um, so, I mean, and he, he wouldn't be the first one, that's for sure. Right. And so to me, uh, it, it, it certainly sounds like that and seems like that might be the plan. But to me, it just doesn't seem like there's enough seats available over there with the Toyota program. Am I wrong on that? No, I had a, I, I, and I'll leave the driver's name out uh, because uh, it's it, simply because I, I didn't, uh, we, it was a conversation uh, sitting on a, sitting on a wall at a local short track here in the Carolinas, a driver that is, that is, uh, that is in the, Toyota development pipeline. Mm-hmm. And I asked that question. I said, how does this work? Because there are six cup seats right now, six cup seats, two at 2311 right. and four at Joe Gibbs racing. Okay. And this is a driver that's a few years into the deal. And I said, Denny Hamlin's going to do what he wants to do. Martin Truex Jr. is going to do what he wants to do. At the time I said, Kyle Busch is going to do what he wants to do. Mm-hmm. Well, obviously that turned out a little different. But I said, I said, Ty Gibbs is not going anywhere, and I don't think Bubba Wallace is going anywhere. Right. You know, so where does that leave you? And the way the driver described it to me, and and, and he used an example, and I'll and I'll and I'll throw the name out there. He used the example. He said, "You ride the Toyota program as far as it'll take you." 
because what other option do you have? Right. Which is a good point. What, you know, there's there's not other development programs. You ride it as far as you can. Maybe something opens up in the Toyota camp, or maybe you jump ship. And the name he gave was Harrison Burton, which uh-huh. Harrison Burton was on the Toyota development program, and then he jumped ship over the Wood Brothers program. And so I think that's I, I think that's the I I think that's the model. I think you you want to follow it through to to the to the promised land, but with only six seats available in the promised land, and some of those seats spoken for. Now, when you when you think about someone as young as Ryan Timms, you're not going to have to worry about Denny Hamlin. You're not going to have to worry about Martin Truex Jr. You know, so it, the, the the landscape in two or three years changes a little bit. Yeah, it does. But but still, I don't I don't expect uh, Ty Gibbs is going to be there. I think Bubba Wallace is going to be in the Toyota camp for some time. I think Tyler Reddick's going to be in the Toyota camp sometime. He's just moved over to the twenty three eleven program, you know. So, um, yeah, and I think Christopher Bell's going to be in the Toyota program for some time. So you still have very limited seats. But I think the idea is ride it as far as you can, and 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 see what happens. Yeah, what happens to John Hunter Nemechek, Steve? Exactly. Well, look, look, he's he's been one that he's been one that's 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 been put on pause perpetually here you mm. know but 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 to, to occur, the, the problem is what are john hunter Nemechek's options right you know so do you do you do you keep in this toyota camp and he's going to be he's going to be a championship contender in the xfinity series running for joe gibbs racing so he's got a really really good seat and and he goes out and he wins the championship or he wins eight or ten races then what happens with Martin Truex Jr.? What happens with Denny Hamlin? Maybe you get that bump up there. So right. John Hunter Nemechek is a perfect example who's kind of sitting here in limbo, and he's not been able to turn it into a cup opportunity. He did run cup series with Front Row Motorsports a couple of years ago and then got back in line over at Toyota. Um, but, but, he's, but, but he's not been able to jump to anything else. And uh, right now, he finds himself in a high-quality Xfinity car. Now, I, I also talked to uh, – John Ernemichek is a guy, and I chatted with him throughout the course of the year last year. He was enjoying winning truck races at Kyle Busch Motorsports. Now, they didn't have as good a year this past year in 2022 as they right. did in 2021. John Ernemichek was loving life in 2021 because every time he'd go to the racetrack, he was running for a trophy. Right. Prior year, he was running for Front Row Motorsports and Cups. So I think your perspective changes a little bit. But but when you but when you look at all of these young drivers in this pipeline, starting down with a with a Ryan Timms all the way up to I would say John Hunter Nemechek is the top of that pipeline, not to be in the Cup program. Right. I think everybody in between there. I, I'm I'm fascinated to see I'm fascinated to see when the music stops, where everyone finds a seat. You know, it, it, they they have a couple years now. In the truck series, drivers can race at 16, right? Yes. Right. So th- yeah. that that there might be an opportunity. Is How many Toyota teams are in the truck series? Do you know? Uh, the truck series, they just announced. David Gilliland is, uh, is going truck series racing um, with his team. And there's one other one, and I'm having total brain fade on it. So they think there's four or five seats. Right. In, the, in the truck series, if I'm not mistaken. Um, Xfinity Series, it's Sam Hunt Racing and Joe Gibbs Racing. And I might be getting a little confused there. I know David Gilliland is fielding two or three trucks, and I think there's another a smaller team that's involved with Toyota's development program. Yeah. And so you have to see. But the problem is, it's like you look at it, but is there a better option for Ryan Timms? 
is there a better option for for John Hunter Nemechek? Is there a better option for those guys that are in the program right now? And maybe as, as, as frustrating as the Toyota thing might be, with, with limited seats available at the top, it still might be your best option. Yeah, no doubt about it. So they've got a little time with Ryan Teams to bring him yeah. up through the ranks. That's that's really what my point was. Yeah, that no they've got a couple it. years. Now, another thing that's going to be interesting to see is is uh, this this Toyota 410 engine, how this develops yeah. in the um, in the in the sprint car world. Um, you know, we've obviously spent a lot of time talking about the Ford 410 and the challenges there, but Toyota's also working this program, and Roth Motorsports is uh, is, is, is part of the deal uh, working on that, and, and Aaron Reitzel's team is, is is working it as well. And uh, you know, does 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 Toyota does Toyota start to start to move some people in that direction as well? And I, I think that's I think that's a too early to be determined at this point. Well, what's Buddy Kofoid's 2023 look like now that he's no longer a full time Keith Coons midget driver? I forget. I talked to him at PRI and he told me, and I'm having brain fade on it. I think it's I think it's some midget races. I think it's. I think it's uh, some sprint car races, and I think there's some asphalt late model stock races in it as well. Yeah. Um, I think I think there's going to be some more. Uh, I think there's going to be some more. Uh, maybe some some asphalt late model stock, or even some ARCA style uh, ARCA races or super late model races. Um, they have a really good team down here with. Um, Oh gosh, they have a really good super late model team. The guy that runs the program is Bon Suss is his name, and he's well aligned here with late model stock and super late model racing on the asphalt side. It's a step before you would get to Venturini in the in the Arca series. And so I, I think Buddy told me he's going to try to get some more asphalt races as well with those, with those guys. He's yeah. just going to drive a lot of different things in twenty twenty. Yeah, he's just going to be all over the map, I think. Yeah. Yeah, no. I think so too. Yeah, yeah. Hey, did you watch the Junior Knepper Fifty Five? Uh, did you see Daniel Robinson pick up the win? I saw the highlights of it, and that was awesome. I mean, yeah. that really, really was cool. Good to see him get that win. And uh, I, I know the first part of that race, you didn't want to be leading it. That's for sure. My gosh, everyone had problems, but he yeah. he kind of changed the narrative in the second half of it by uh, by by going forward and and and, and taking the win. So. Uh, really, really cool. That's one of those. Uh, that's one of those annual events that uh, always, always, always need to see who shows up and who does what there in that one. That yeah. was a great racetrack too. The track conditions and, were awesome. And it seemed like Daniel Robinson could really roll the bottom a lot better than anybody else. It looked like to me. Yeah, the the racetrack is funny because because you're right, Kirk. The racetrack was fascinating. And and we talked about the curb and the the, the top side of it, but I think I, I think it boiled down to to your point, Scott. Uh, that all looked spectacular, and there were some big moves being made. But boy, that guy that could be steady Eddie on the bottom of the racetrack was the guy that that, that, that held the trophy high when it got done. Yeah, Otimez, boy, he had to feel bad after leading that race and spinning out there. <laughs> I, did, was that a? I'm not sure if that was a lap car or somebody he was racing against. Do you know? I don't know. I, I don't know. I saw it, but I wasn't paying that close of attention as to right. which, which 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 it was. But uh, yeah, old, old they, they knew Tmez was there. That's for sure. Yeah, no doubt. You always know Tmez is there, right? <laughs> I mean, awesome. you, you got to consider his age and how successful he is. He's still one of the top midget drivers in all of midget racing. Would you agree with that? 
I, I totally agree with that. Yeah. You, you ask you ask casual midget fans to name a midget driver, and I'll bet you he'll be on virtually everyone's list. Not only he has done a wonderful job. Now he's a he's a great personality. He's yeah. a great character with his tremendous skill set and his flaws in his personality uh, that he that he embraces and at times makes fun of. Mm-hmm. Um, and he has found a real niche on the social media platforms with his YouTube channel. His YouTube channel is one of the best short track racing YouTube channels number wise in the sport. And so because he's such a character and he is just he has carved out, you know, he has just really carved out a neat spot for himself in midget racing as a, as a guy that can get up on the wheel, as a guy that's going to win his fair share of races, as a guy that's going to get out of the car and listen to this interview because you never know what's coming. And then he's been able to transform that into 24-7 Team as TV mm-hmm. and do that. And um, I, I, my understanding is he's selling a fair number of T-shirts and hats along the way, so I, I, I think he's doing all right. And um, even even with missteps or getting into it with lap traffic, you know, he gets 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 on his social media channels and is not scared to sell some T-shirts. And I think he's really carved out a niche and it's a niche that nobody else can get because nobody else's team has. Right. You know, it's you know, I mean, you're you're not going to say I'm going to do the same thing team has is because you're not going to say the same things. You're not going to have the same life issues with kids and ex-wives and all of the, the craziness that team has has. Nobody can duplicate that, so he's got a, got, he's kind of got the market cornered as well. Yeah, no doubt about it. Hey, um, I, I want to talk to you about the uh, PA Speed Week. Um, Kirk and I are thinking about running the, the Pennsylvania Speed Week and going out there for that week. We've, we've got a schedule now. We've got a schedule now. It opens Friday, June 23rd yep. at Williams Grove, Saturday at Lincoln Speedway, Sunday at the BAPS Motor Speedway, back to Lincoln on Monday, Grandview on Tuesday, Hagerstown Wednesday, Williams Grove Friday, June 30th, Port Royal, Port Royal on July 1st, Sealands Grove July 2nd, and closing out at Port Royal on Monday, July 3rd. What do you think about that schedule? That's just about typical, isn't it? Yeah, it, it's 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 a heck of a schedule, really. It's what I always find fascinating about Pennsylvania Speed Week, you, you start with Williams Grove, which is a big half mile, and then you go short track racing. Mm-hmm. Lincoln Speedway is a third mile. Baps is maybe a half, but it's not it's not a big half. It's not Port Sealands Grove or or um, or, uh, or or Williams Grove. Um, you know, then you go back to Lincoln, then Grandview is a little third mile bull ring. Hagerstown is another one of those short halves, if you will. So the first half of this thing is fascinating in that it's shorter tracks. And then hang on when you get to that last weekend. Williams Grove, big half mile. Port Royal, big half mile. Sealands Grove, big half mile. Back to Port Royal. It's almost like this thing fascinates me because it's two different seasons. And and you see somebody that you know, like um, like like Anthony Macri is fascinated because if he can have a good first half of Pennsylvania Speed Week, he's going to be money because you get him on those big half miles, and that's where that young man can just absolutely shine. And uh, and, and and conversely, you know maybe a Freddie Raymer, Freddie Raymer needs to come out and 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 do Lincoln and get a good start at Lincoln at Babs at Grandview and 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 get built up. He's good on the half miles. 
but he's no Anthony Macri. And so, to me, it's fascinating to watch Pennsylvania Speed Weeks, and I absolutely love it. It's one of my bucket list things to get a chance to do. Certainly won't be able to do it this year. I'm actually, the first weekend, I'm going to be at Houston's uh, up there for their big race, and then uh, and then I think we go to Chicago for the street race. But uh, I love, I've done a few of the first weekends. I've done, um, I did Williams Grove. I've done Lincoln. Uh, they had a race at Path Valley that I used to announce up there a couple of times. I've done Hagerstown. It is good. You will not regret going up to Pennsylvania. And then there's so much else around there, you know, racing-wise, but then even history. Go Take a day and go over to Hershey or go to Gettysburg and see the battlefields. It's just it's 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 a wonderful wonderful uh, experience. There's enough race shops there. Get out of Kreitz Kreitz performance. You know, I mean, there's just a there's there's a lot to do there in Central Pennsylvania. I w- I would highly encourage it if you can do the speed weeks. I would highly encourage it. Yeah, uh, that is on our bucket list. I think that's a plan for Kirk and I this year. Well, yeah, and you know, as you're winding your way back west, you get into Ohio. It's about King's Royal time, and then after that. How about Indiana Sprint Week? And then you get back farther west, and we're back home to Iowa for Knoxville. How about that for a summer, Steve? It's a heck of a schedule, Kurt. Who's sponsoring it? I don't know. We'll have to. We'll find somebody. Well, we're gonna have to work on that part yeah. of it. But no, I love. I love the idea of it. That's. I, I literally have been sitting this week, you know, putting my schedule together, looking at looking at bucket list races I want to go to. You know where this is falling. We just had SRX drop today, and there's a couple of races there. I mean, it's just it's fascinating to me this time of year when you start to look at it. I think I'm actually uh, right now I'm looking at a couple of nights of Ohio Speed Week for the All Stars. I'm off mm-hmm. a lot in June. Uh, then I'm going to go. I'm going to hit the probably going to hit the the the, the million at uh, Eldora along with the Kings Royal. But uh, it's fascinating. It's fun fun time of year to sit and dream. And uh, then we got to then we then we got to keep get the, get the accountant involved in it and see see how we can afford to make this all work. Is right. this a, have you seen a more exciting upcoming season than what we have in wing sprint car four ten sprint cars, especially with this high limits, the million dollar race, all of these big money races. Uh, this coming season's going to be as anticipated as we've ever seen. Yeah, you know, and I and I like uh, I like we had chatted. You guys and I had chatted. I think it was last week, if not last week, two weeks ago. And, and you, the reference of this was uh, the Chili Bowl. And you guys said we're not going to worry about who's not at the Chili Bowl. We're going to talk about who's at the Chili Bowl. Right. And that resonated with me because we're spending so much time in the sprint car world talking about who's going to do this and who's not going to do that. Right. I'm telling you, boys, we got enough good sprint cars where every one of these events is going to have a great field of cars. Whether they're platinum drivers, whether they're not platinum drivers, whether they're running a true outlaw schedule, whether they're from the Midwest or Pennsylvania or California or anywhere, we are in for a great sprint car season. And I think it's time we put all of this, who's not doing what out of the way. And let's think about this, the high limit series. They just dropped 12 or 10 races, 11 races, whatever it was of $20,000. And then, uh, and then two of them of $50,000. Like- uh, we just added a million dollars to it. Right. I'm telling you, don't look now, but the world of outlaws are paying a whole ton of money too. Yeah, they're not getting much credit for it, but their purses and some of their big shows. Remember the whole talk last summer, what Todd Quaring was doing? Well, he's still doing that mm-hmm. up at $250,000 to win up at Houston. Right. You know, so we are in for a really, really good year of 410 sprint car racing. It is, it is, it is going to be outstanding across the board. Uh, did you say you were going to go to the second annual Houston High Bank Nationals? 
Yeah, yeah, I think that's on our plan right now. We're still working on all the details on it, but that's kind of my game plan to get up there and do that as well. Uh, we're trying to, uh, I think, I, I, last I heard, we're, we're talking about doing some Wing Nation shows up there. $750,000 total purse. Yeah. They just put that out. 250000 to win, man. That's going to be a yeah. great show. And then, and then last year was the last year was the best race that I saw year long. That was the one where Sheldon was third on the white flag lap and just drove around everybody down in one and two and won the race. Mm-hmm. Place went bonkers. It, yeah. was, it was insane. I mean, here's the thing: all of when you look at all of the big prize money races in four ten sprint car racing, you're talking Knoxville half mile, Eldora half mile, Williams Grove half mile, Port Royal half mile. Not Houston's. That baby is that baby is a short track, and to put all that money on the line for a short track race, yeah. that is going to be epic. It and is. The, it is just. It's. It's man. That's going to be awesome. It's going to be so good up there at Houston's. And for the late model crowd, they now have the Silver Dollar Nationals a month after the High Bank Nationals. Right. That pays fifty three thousand dollars to win for the late models. And the late yeah, models on that little bitty track is going to be fantastic. Yeah, yeah, you're going to need your head on a swivel, and that's from the driver's perspective there. Right. I mean, it's just, my gosh, it's, we are, the, the dirt track world is at a really, really good spot. It really is. It is. The late model world, I'm telling you, don't look now, don't look now, but that, that, that series last year in late models, you know, we talked about Flow Night in America, and we talked about the XR series. And we talked about Lucas and uh, World of Outlaws. Are they still running late model races? Yes. I don't know, but every other day, someone else is locking back into the World of Outlaws. Their late model program and all late model racing is going to be really, really good. But uh, they've this, this, the, the late model world is stout as well. I just saw yesterday where Brandon Shepard is uh, now committed to run the World of Outlaw Tour. So, um, man, I'm telling you, things are good across the dirt track world, that's for sure. All right, before we let you go, Steve, uh, yesterday uh, the topic of the show was your favorite racing movie of all time. I don't know about you, but I think Ford versus Fiar- for, uh, Ferrari. Ferrari. <laughs> I don't know why I have a problem with that, but um, is, that, is that one of the greatest movies ever, really? Dude, that is so weird that you said that. I was literally talking to a friend last night about that. And, and ironically, that's the last movie that I saw in a theater. And uh-huh. that's just, I'm not a movie person at all. But I've had this movie question. I've had this movie question multiple times. And everyone's like, oh, Days of Thunder or even Back to Stroke a Race or anything like that. Oh, you are me. 100% right. Ford versus Ferrari was an awesome, awesome movie. I, I love that movie. I just, I, I, I don't think that, I think that, I don't know that there's anything close. I think there, I think there were some movies that were fun. There were, you know, there were, there were, there were the, like I said, the old Stroker Ace movies and, and things like that and Days of Thunder. But to me, it's like, it's like that Ford versus Ferrari. And then here's the thing, Scott, and I don't, and, 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 and Kurt, I don't, I don't know a whole heck of a lot about sports car racing, you know, so I don't, I mean, right. so I'm like, well, I got home and I went on Wikipedia and that's not much of a story. I mean, they, they, they had a little liberty with, with Hollywood in it, but the whole Ford reaction and Ford deep six in their own program, potentially, and everything, there is so much truth to that. And I think that's what I thought. I love the movie. I sat there in the theater. I had my popcorn. I had my soda pop. I loved it. 
And I thought, man, that's that's as good a racing movie as I've ever seen. And then when I got home, and I'm like, I wonder how much of that is true. And when I went and was reading about it, I'm like, holy God, the whole premise of the movie is 100% true. Right. And I'm just like, man, that made it hands down, Ford versus Ferrari. And the casting was great. You know, Matt Damon playing Carol Shelby and Christian yeah. Bale playing uh, Ken, uh, Miles. Ken Miles. Yeah. Great casting yeah. in that movie. No doubt. Yeah, really, really good casting as well. And when you look back at pictures, you can almost see some of it. You know, when you look at the pictures of it and, and some video clips from back in the day, you're like, wow, man, they, they casted that really, really well. That was a, that was a great movie. You know, that, that's let, a great... let me ask you this, Steve. When Days of Thunder came out, I cringed when I watched that movie. Yeah. <laughs> me too. Me too. I just, I think it, I, I, I'm, I'm fine with all of those. I mean, it's just, uh, I, I'm fine with it, but you know, but it's just, it's just, you're just playing, you're playing to a, a stereotype. Um, th- there's some degree of truth to it, but there's a lot of degree that's not true as well. Right. And you're just playing to that, that, that slapstick stereotype. And it's fine, and it's all well and fine, and I went and I laughed, and I thought it was funny, but I didn't. I, I left there and I was like, yeah, you know. I mean, I, I, it was all right. I, I think about, I think about what if a non NASCAR thing? It would confirm a lot of stereotypes right. that non NASCAR people have of us, or non motorsports people have of us. Mm-hmm. You know, when you know, you look at Ford versus Ford versus Ferrari. My gosh, that was just, that was just, that was just. Badass humans is what that and, was. And you know what's bad about it? It, it? That they had to go through the process of showing that Ken Miles got killed in a test session. Yes. Yeah, that that was a little let down. Um, you know, a movie that James Garner played, uh, a race car driver, in 1966, Grand Prix was a good movie. That's the greatest racing movie of all time. Now, see, see, and I've, I've seen, I, I, I need to, you know what I need to do? I need to go back and watch that because I haven't watched that. That would be a good one. And I think that's, I've heard a lot of good about that one as well. And there's a lot of, like a lot of the footage is authentic footage, real live footage and that sort of thing. So right. I, I would like to see that one. I've heard a lot of good about that one. And, and, you know, when Jim Rockford plays in anything, that's good for me too. Yeah. Oh hey, yeah. He's the best. I man. saw that in a movie theater at the age of 10 and in Cinerama. They called it back wow. then. Wow. No kidding. And uh, that, that, that made a lot of impact. You know, the other great movie, Steve, Cars. I loved Cars. Oh, yeah. my gosh. No, see, I'm all right with that because you're, you're, you were appealing to a different group. And I actually, and I'm, I'm sitting here in the parking lot of Charlotte Motor Speedway, and I came to the world premiere. They had the world premiere in turn number two. Uh-huh. They had all the big screens down on the inside of the racetrack, and the turn two grandstands was the world premiere. So I came in with my daughters, and we had popcorn, and they walked the red carpet, and it was phenomenal. Here's where Cars is different from the Days of Thunder type movie. Cars, Cars introduced a lot of young people to the sport. That's Winston true. Kelly, the executive director of the NASCAR Hall of Fame, has a Hudson Hornet on display on Glory Road, and kid after kid after kid come in and say, oh, my gosh, that's Doc Hudson. That's Doc <laughs> Hudson. So I think cars, cars to me, 
because it it it, it, it didn't. The, the, yeah, there were some of the stereotypes played in it, but it was a cartoon, uh, more of a kids movie. The first one, anyhow. Um, I, I I was fine with Cars as well. I have no problem with Cars because and and it did introduce a lot of kids to racing, and I thought it was fascinating with Daryl Waltrip doing stuff and Humpy Wheeler and a lot of the voices. Yeah. I thought that was pretty cool, also. You know, uh, another great movie for me was Steve McQueen in Le Mans. See, there's another one I need to watch. Yeah, that yep. 1971. That was a great movie. Steve McQueen was one of the great actors of all time. Oh, yeah, yeah. no doubt about yeah. that. And you like the movie Rush, too. Rush. Yep, I love that as well. That story that was, about was James that Hunt. And, that was the Ron Howard one, right? Yes. Right, yeah. Uh, the yeah. story about uh, James Hunt and Nikki Lauda. Yeah, that yeah. was a good movie. Yeah. yeah, that was a good I need, thought, to go, I need to go watch some of these. I, I, I have to buy a TV to watch them, though. That's the problem. I don't, I don't own a you TV. You can watch them on your phone. Hey, listen, I'll give you a TV if you need one. <laughs> you, you he, don't want, he doesn't want no. one, Scott. You can watch that know. on... You can watch uh, that, that on your phone, that, that though. That means I'd slow down to watch it. That's the problem. <laughs> right, right. Um, you know, one of the all-time great movies for me, and it's not a racing movie, but it's it's one of the top 25 movies of all time when it talks about motorsports is Bullet. Did really? you Did you ever watch Bullet with Steve McQueen? And the car chase scene in San Francisco between the Mustang. The, the Mustang and the Charger and the two people trying to kill him. Maybe the greatest car chase scene ever. Maybe. Yeah, maybe I've ever. I've seen the car chase. I didn't see the movie, but I saw the car chase. That was badass. That yeah. was awesome. Yeah, no doubt. I like the Shirley Modowney movie. Yeah. I always like the Shirley. Shirley Modowney movie. Yeah. Heart like a wheel. We're looking at the. You know one movie Ooh. that we never bring up, though, is Grease Lightning. Well, Grease the, Lightning the, the was movie a great movie. The movie about Wendell Scott. It was a great movie. That was yeah. a Rich, great movie. Richard, Richard Pryor. Pryor. Wendell Scott, that that was a great movie. The uh, the announcer, uh, Bill Cannell, longtime voice of uh, Charlotte Motor Speedway, and wow. um, that's 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 uh, Grease Lightning is another one. I need to, yeah, I the, maybe we need to do some old time movies and, and and do some stuff with that. That'd be fun. <laughs> yeah, no doubt about it. Well, Steve, man, we appreciate you taking the time. Now, uh, I don't know if you know, but um, Lucas Oil didn't stay stay on with us this year. Uh, for next year, and we are going to be going to one day a week, and we're going to be on Mondays, and we're going to have a two-hour show, and we're going to replay that show on Saturday mornings on Sports Radio 810 WHB. Um, we're we're kind of moving in a different direction right now, and, uh, you know, th- the problem with trying to do a show six days a week is you can't go to any races, yep. and, and, and it's held me back all year and i'm really looking forward to going to pa speed week going up to Hussets, just going to a lot of races this this summer and i'm i'm looking forward to it man i'm just so looking I, forward to I it. i think that's great i i really do i mean i don't know how you did it six days a week i, I respect the heck out of you for doing it and i know even when i was out there and we we hung out a little bit in kansas city i could tell you know that you you you, you miss being out at the racetrack you miss seeing people and seeing live racing action and uh, it kind of kept you tethered to Kansas City there, and uh, this is exciting. It's going to be exciting to see see where your travels take you and where it all goes as you go forward. Yeah, and we hope to see you out on the road as well, my friend. Yeah, we'll definitely do that. We'll definitely do that. And if you need to dial me up on an occasional Monday to to to, to reconnect. We can certainly do that as well. But I'm I'm game for whatever, however you want to, however you want to move forward. I'm good with it. Who knows? We may run into you at Daytona. That's right. There you go. See that? Yeah, no doubt. Down at the ocean deck. Down at the ocean deck. Oh, man, that's one of my favorite places. (laughs) Yeah, no doubt about it. All right, Steve, thanks so much, buddy. We appreciate you. (laughs)
You got it. Have Merry Christmas, Christmas Steve. Happy holidays, guys. Thank you. Yeah, Merry Christmas. Happy holidays, Steve. Yep. Yeah. Bye-bye. All right, there he is, Steve Post. We'll take a break. Um. Oh, yeah. here, I need to do that Hall of Fame read. Um, don't forget, um, they've got this 2023 7th, 70th anniversary Z06 uh, Corvette that they're going to be giving away on all the proceeds, all the raffle tickets that you buy for this Corvette go directly to the National Sprint Car Hall of Fame and Museum. If you use the promo code PROMO20, you get 20 more percent, you get 20% more tickets if you use the code PROMO20. That will get you 20% more tickets. And this car is worth $100,000. It's got all the whistles and bells in it. It's a real race car. It has 760 horsepower. It's a 5.5 LT6 V8 engine. goes from 0 to 60 in 2.6 seconds. And it's an 8-speed automatic transmission. It's got the big brakes. It's got the big tires. It's got all the whistles and bells on it. This is a real race car on the street. You can see it right here. Todd's got the picture up, pulled it up. This is a beautiful race car, and the, I don't think they have it on display up there yet. It's they? they don't have it yet, but They're it's going to be the greatest Corvette they've ever had. Right, no doubt. It's almost done being built, he said. It should be ready to roll by next year when they have it auctioned. What he said. <laughs> Kirk, we're going to buy some tickets to try to win that oh, Corvette. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah no do, doubt about we it. We do every year, but uh, I think this is going to be the greatest Corvette they've ever had. Oh, I do too. Yeah, no doubt about it. And again, you can uh, buy your raffle tickets online at winaz06corvette.com. Winaz06corvette.com. That's where you can buy your raffle tickets, and it's going to be a, 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 a great car for somebody if they end up winning it i hope i win it i i hope we win it kirk we all hope we win it yeah is it like uh will you drive it around like winning the lottery we wouldn't sell it would we we'd keep it wouldn't we yeah we'd put a big racing boys logo down the side of it and we just take that out and put it on display at racetracks now, that's how you make the money back on that's it. how you make it would it be back. like that scene in ford versus ferrari when uh a guy comes to ken miles's shop to complain about his car not running right and uh ken said it's your driving man yeah, you're not you driving how, it hard you're enough you're not driving it yeah. you got you got to run it at a special at a certain rpm Right, five thousand RPMs. He yeah, said. Yeah, he wanted his money back, and, right. and and Ken Miles just shakes his head. No, he says you're uh, not driving it hard not enough. Driving it hard now. Right. Yeah, no doubt about it. They'd be like that Corvette. That would be. Yeah, Todd, we'd let you drive it, but if we win it, we'd let you take it for a lap. One of my might win. Oh, oh, your mic's not on. If one of my tickets might win that I put in, I'll let you guys drive it too. <laughs> right. All right. Good <laughs> hey, enough. did you hear? Before we go to break, did you yeah. hear? The craziest story I showed it to my wife today, and she didn't believe me. And then I pulled it up. Did you hear about the Chiefs super fan who uh, got arrested down in Oklahoma this last weekend? For what? I, if I told you, you'll you'll just think it's I'm lying to you. Come on, tell me. So, have you ever seen the super fan? The guy wears the wolf clothes. He's at every away game there is. Front row wears the wolf costume. He was. He told everybody he had a he had a purple Lamborghini he drove around in. He told everybody he graduated from K-State, purple colors. Turns out he was robbing banks 
to fund his uh-uh. out of town things. They picked him up in Bigsby, Oklahoma, on the way robbing a bank to go to the Houston game. So he does this on the way out of town. He'd been doing it all year. No way. We pull this. Here's the. Here's the. Right here's the. The picture we're looking That's at. That's him. This is him. And for three days, he he wasn't talking on social media. Nobody could figure it out. Well, somebody figured it out, and he, he's a bank robber. That's that's the, him right that's there. Him. And so this guy was at every front row. He's been on social media everywhere. Just this year's games or in yep. years past? Too? Uh, I've seen him this year and last year. I haven't seen him in very many years past. And that's he's a, a bank that's, robber. That's a hell of a costume, by the way. It is. It's yeah. a ri- and, and he was a bank robber, and apparently this wasn't the first one. This is how he had been funding his, his travels. His travels. And as whatever town he would drive to, he would rob a bank on the way to the game. And no he had a great way. seat. Down and he, had he was down front row, row, right? Front row on that's how he funded his big and apparently he got <laughs> he got greedy and unbelievable. Here is his uh so if we're looking right here at a little bit, this is what we usually see, right? And then check this out. Come on, man. No way. He used the same mask? I don't know. I this is what we're so it says, oh my God! They have determined it's this guy. That's oh yeah, no, it is. A lot is going on in the world, but everyone can take a moment to look up Chiefs, Chiefsaholic fan who funded his trips by robbing banks. I've never been more f- prouder to root for the Chiefs, is what this guy posts. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! A that modern day Billy the Kid or James Gang. How about that? That is nuts. So and I, he was awarded something there, fan for life. Yeah, no, he was. He, yeah, he, this guy is a major. Like, if you do a search in Kansas City or do a Google search, he's today, one of the big fans. And and the, and the story is all over every. So it's all over the world. It was on morning news. I mean, I'm telling you, no kidding. This blew up. It Bigsby, Oklahoma, on his way to Houston. Wow. How, How about, about that? that, dude? That's that is Tulsa, crazy. Isn't it? Yes, it's right outside of Tulsa, right there. I mean, and. Uh, 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 Todd, you were off for some tickets to go to the game this I had a, I had a Saturday. Friend, I had a friend Colton and post and, and said, hey, hook, anybody want to hook me up, hook me up, let me know. I, I got an extra ticket. Nobody was hooking him up. Nobody was calling It's going to be 10 degrees. <laughs> the whole, unless you have a dome out there to play in this weekend, right? it's not going to be a fun weekend to be playing. It'll be fun to watch inside oh, the warmth of our it. homes in an easy chair, and though. I'll be sitting right up there on my couch. Celebrating a little Christmas cheer. Hopefully we win. Saturday it's, game this week. Remember, guys, yeah, it's, it's Saturday. It, 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 and, and it's Seattle. It is Seattle. It's not going to be an easy it game. It ain't an easy game. Right. Noon on Saturday. Noon on Saturday. It's a noon game. Saturday noon. Well, right. 11, yeah, noon. Yeah, Make yeah. sure you're on by 1130. So, yeah. Not many noon games for the Chiefs. No, this is right. a rare occasion. And, and actually, the game tomorrow night's a big uh, – the Jets and uh, Jacksonville play tomorrow night, and the Jets are actually still in it. If they win and they beat, I can't remember what it was, they'll have the head-to-head and the better record, and that'll put them above, I can't remember who it is, who's in their divisions. Is mm. it my, is it, no, it's at Buffalo, so that wouldn't be right. I can't remember who it is. But anyway, Thursday night game's going to be. New England? New England, that's what it is. So push him, pushes them out, puts them in. So yeah, New England cost them their chance yeah, when they last screwed week. up last Saturday. Against the Raiders. How bad a play was I that? I saw Dean Mills post. Uh, he said, I know the Raiders won, but I'm still not happy. Um, you couldn't be happy with that. 
performance. All right. You know, Frog Hall has a car that was used in the movie, uh, um, the Dale Earnhardt story. Really? I heard him say that. Yeah. yeah. The number three. Yeah. Is it the mm-hmm. movie three? That was a good movie. Yeah. I'll be knowing. How cool is that? Yeah, I that's pretty cool. I remember him telling me that. Yeah, no doubt. All right. All right. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in to the show. We're going to do it all. Tomorrow is going to be a little sketchy. Because we are supposed to get, what, two feet of snow tomorrow? Yes, yes. it could be anywhere from two inches to two feet, but the the blowing. How do you believe in the weatherman? Well, the problem is it could be, It's this is a crazy storm. It could dump, depending on where you're at, you may get more than, I like me and Piper might get twice as much as you, but the biggest problem everybody's going to have tomorrow is the wind. If you guys are out there in this stuff tomorrow, be careful. We're yeah, calling no for doubt. 25 below zero, 31 below zero wind chill temperatures. Crazy. Your, your skin will freeze in 10 minutes in this stuff. And, and, you know, I've been having a problem with my dog, Bristol. Yeah. Doesn't want to come in. Doesn't want to come into the house. But well, I promise you tomorrow it'll be cold enough. She'll want to come in tomorrow. It, she'll want to come in tomorrow. My dog does not want to go out when it gets like this. She just looks uh, at me like, are you kidding me? And I go, you've got to go to the bathroom. We ain't do this day. So if we can right. make it in here, we'll have a yeah, show, Yeah, we'll have right? a pretty good show. It looks like the snow is going to kill around here around noon. So about time we go on air, the snow should stop. And then the biggest problem is going to be the wind picks up. At the up. very worst case scenario, we might replay a show tomorrow. Yeah, if, if anything, if it goes super bad, we'll take care of you on a back-end show. But we're going to be here. Like I said, I don't see anything anything problem. If we're a minute too late, just bear with us. you got to drive farther than Kirk does. I'm actually closer now than Kirk. I'm only 25 minutes oh, away. Oh, that's true. About 40. I'm a half hour he's a, away. He's a You're a half hour yeah. away. All right. yeah. So, yeah, I, I sneak in. And you won't have to drive anywhere. Nope, we'll you're te- here. I just walk right down into my basement. <laughs> we may just teach you how to flip this bad boy on and push go and just say. Might just do might that. Might have to go. Might just turn on that camera and just go. Just push go and then you, you start push. it all up and That's you can right. do the show on your by yourself. Have you the screen on the back? That would not be fun to do a show by myself. <laughs> I tell you, it, it wouldn't be the same. That's no. for sure. Yeah. All right. Thank you, Todd. Appreciate you. Um, so here we go. Two more days. Two more days. And then we're going to be back. On January 9th, and that's going to be our official start for our new show, right? And I, I think we'll come back on Saturday the 7th because uh, we want to wrap up the shootout and, you know, the right. Chili Bowl is going on. So yeah, no doubt. probably uh, Saturday, January 7th, we'll be in here. Yeah, no doubt. All right. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. I want to thank uh, Todd Surprise for being a, a, such a great producer and my partner, Kirk Elliott, for always hanging out there, always being by my side. Has been for 22 years. He's like a brother. Both of them like brothers to me. We can't thank um, Todd and Kirk enough for being a part of Mostly Motorsports. It's all been brought to you by Lucas Oil Products. It works. We'll see you tomorrow right here on RBN, the Racing Boys Broadcasting Network.